Hey, thanks for checking out the Film Bums podcast. My name is Jack, and I'll be joined every week by my buddy Zach. So we break down the latest in movie news, uh, movie reviews, and anything around really the film genre that we're interested in. Just really a couple guys kicking back, having fun, talking movies. So hope you enjoy. Today we'll be breaking down the Oscar nominations that came out this morning, uh, our thoughts, reactions to the nominees, as well as going over the best movies of this past decade, uh, the 2010s, have come to an end. So we're recapping, talking about our favorite picks uh, of the decade. So again, hope you enjoy listening. Thanks for checking it out. All right, so let's jump right into the Oscar nominations, starting first with Best Picture. There were nine nominees out of a possible ten. The Academy never recognizes uh, ten movies, even though they put it out there that they can nominate ten. (laughs) For some reason, they always go less than that. So we have Ford vs. Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Marriage Story, and Parasite. Zach, what's your reactions to the Best Picture nominees? I think they're pretty good. There's a few snubs in there. Waves didn't make it. <laughs> Waves Waves <laughs> snubbed completely from the Oscars, kind of as expected, but I agree. Waves should be in there. Um, I haven't seen Little Women or 1917 yet. Yeah, uh, there's a few films in there I still haven't seen. 1917 j- just came out like two days ago for us, <laughs> so kind of hard to see that one. And Little Women, I'm trying to get myself... I will Now that it's nominated for Best Picture, I'll definitely see it. Yeah, definitely. But other than that, uh, people upset about Joker and Jojo Rabbit. Making the list? Making the list. Very uh, controversial. Why? I, I like Jojo Rabbit a lot. But I do too. I actually put it on. It's become one of the hated movies because it's stealing spots from... <laughs> what they claim is better, better movies. movies which, gotcha. you know, is whatever. But uh, Joker, that's the only one where I question if it should be there. I do like Joker a lot, but if we're talking best picture... Yeah, you, There's a lot of movies this year I'd put ahead of Joker. For, okay, you're right. For Best Picture, it's, it doesn't quite have it, but Joaquin Phoenix's performance is phenomenal. It is. He deserves it, for yeah. sure. Uh, for first is Ferrari. I'm kind of surprised to see on there. Oh, yeah, And I thought it was a good movie. It but... was a little underwhelming, considering the big names that they had. Yeah, I mean, it was solid, but I did not expect to see it for Best Picture. Otherwise, pretty typical Irishman, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, in 1917, I'd say are the favorites. Yeah. Parasite. Parasite, I'd love love to see that. Only the 12th foreign language film ever nominated for Best Picture. None of them have ever won. It would be awesome if Parasite won. Uh, Moving on, Best Director. You've got Martin Scorsese for The Irishman, Quentin Tarantino, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Bong Joon-ho, Parasite, Sam Mendes, 1917, and the controversial one, Todd Phillips (laughs) for Joker. (laughs) Wow. I'm just going to say Todd Phillips. I love the guy. I love the Hangover movies, even the third one. Um, you know, old school is great. Joker, he did a good job. I don't think he should be here. Uh, people, the big snub that people are mentioning, I haven't, I haven't seen Little Women, so I can't say Greta Gerwig should have been nominated over him. But having seen her previous movie, Lady Bird, and what Little Women looks like, and the fact that women never get nominated, why, why, why'd you have to throw Todd Phillips in there? Yeah, that's true. Otherwise, I think this is a really good list. Uh, you've got, again, the big three, Scorsese, Tarantino, Bong Joon-ho. Uh, Noah Baumbach didn't get it for Marriage Story. I think that's one that could have also gone in over Todd Phillips. 
And uh, again, haven't seen 1917, <laughs> but the direction looks great. Yeah. Uh, adapted screenplay. You got The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Little Women, Two Popes, and again, Joker. <laughs> Jeez. Crashing the party. <laughs> Uh, I think these are, the screenplay ones, are, there's so many possibilities for nominees. Uh, these ones are always, people are picking which uh, could and shouldn't have made it. Mm. I haven't seen The Two Popes. I don't know if I ever will. <laughs> I don't even, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> it's on Netflix, so it's possible to watch it. There is a lot of Netflix movies this year. Yeah, Netflix had a good year. <laughs> uh, the Irishman uh, leading the way, obviously, but now they got Two Popes in a few categories. Um, they had to find in the animated movies too, which we're only going to talk about uh, the main categories. Not to discredit the other ones, I think they're all great and beautiful in their own way. But for the sake of a shorter podcast, <laughs> original screenplay nominees are *Marriage Story*, *Once Upon a Time in Hollywood*, *Parasite*, *Knives Out* in 1917. Uh, did you see *Knives Out*? Uh, no, I did not. I've seen it twice, and very surprising to me that it got <laughs> not that it's bad or anything but the screenplay is not what I've picked out from that movie uh, and 1917 I, I haven't <laughs> seen it but do they talk in that movie? Like, yeah I don't know the, I don't see how the screenplay could go I think there's again this isn't going to be a Where's Waves podcast but <laughs> if ever there was a time what way seriously uh, the other three obviously well deserved moving on to the actors Starting with actress in a supporting role, uh, right off the bat was the, the surprise, Kathy Bates for Richard Jewell, Laura Dern, Marriage Story, Scarlett Johansson, Jojo Rabbit, Florence Pugh for Little Women, I'm going to pretend that that's for Midsommar, and I'm happy, and Margot Robbie for Bombshell, going to pretend that's for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and I'm happy. So. Yeah, that's crazy, I didn't realize that's what they were nominated for, wow. Yeah, it, Margot Robbie for Bombshell, I, I, I saw that movie recently, I thought it was okay. She, she doesn't do much. Like, yeah. I guess you can say that about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but she, you know that, like, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you remember her in that movie. I don't remember anything, really, from Bombshell. Yeah. Um, but Kathy Bates for Richard Jewell uh, is the surprise. A lot of people are expecting Jennifer Lopez for Hustlers to get in here. <laughs> Having seen Hustlers, I can't agree with that. Yeah, no. Uh, but, you know, Kathy Bates was good and Richard Jewell, good for her. Uh, actor in a supporting role, we got Tom Hanks, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Anthony Hopkins for Two Popes, Al Pacino and, and Joe Pesci for The Irishman, and Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Only haven't seen The Two Popes, can't comment on Anthony Hopkins, <laughs> but I think this is Brad Pitt's category to lose. Yeah, he, I, I would agree. He's been winning all the awards leading up to this, and I think it's well-deserved. <laughs> um, the actor in a lead role, Antonio, Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory. Leonardo DiCaprio, Once Upon a Time, Adam Driver, Marriage Story, Joaquin Phoenix, Joker, and Jonathan Price, Two Popes. Two Popes, Two back popes. on there again, wow. It really took over, and the acting categories, Adam Sandler, Uncut Gems. <laughs> um, I'd kick out, I can't say I'd kick out Jonathan Price because I haven't seen it, but I'd kick out Jonathan Price. <laughs> uh, Antonio Banderas, Pain and Glory, I haven't seen as well. I've heard really good things about that. Try to check it out. Uh, good for Leo. He's not going to win, but to get nominated for <laughs> one fun time in Hollywood. Another nomination for Leo. Um, I think looking at this, honestly, Joaquin has the best shot at winning. Yeah. 
just based on the 11 nominations, for they obviously really like Joker. And he's <laughs> the best part of it, so I'd say if it deserves to win anything, that's where it should definitely take it home. Actress in a lead role. Cynthia Olivo for Harriet. Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story. <laughs> Sarah Saronin, Little Women. Renee Zellweger, Judy, and Charlie's Throne Bombshell. Scarlett Johansson, nominated for both supporting and yeah. lead actress. That's crazy. The snubs going around, it's kind of crazy. Especially, she's great in Marriage Story. She's also good in Jojo Rabbit, but I don't know. Jojo Rabbit. Haven't <laughs> she? I don't wow. know. Um, but for this, Charlie's is really, she really, it's just that she looks so much like Megan Kelly. Is why she's good. she's also you know it's a good performance, but she looks exactly like her. Like it's kind of freaky. <laughs> um, in this category, I don't really know who I'd say is the front runner. Renee Zellweger has some momentum for playing Judy Garland and Judy right now. Um, I'd say it's hers to lose. I guess I don't really have a strong opinion on that one. Um, also, just want to shout out uh, to the Lighthouse for getting nominated for best cinematography. Had the Jaren Blaschk. Uh, awesome that that movie got nominated for anything. Yeah. Uh, super weird movie. Uh, highly recommended, though. And the cinematography, definitely the best part. Uh, it's just going in. Just a couple more uh, snubs that have gone around. Lupita Nyong'o for Us. You see Us? Mm. Uh, she was good. Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> I thought the movie was just okay, yeah. So that's kind of, and it came out so early in the year. Yeah, I think that's part of the problem. Um, and then waves for anything. Perfect. I think it, if it's not if you're not going to give it anything, it should have been in best cinematography. Oh, that or, was unbelievable! The shots that they had in that. Yeah, just the opening ten minutes. You can't tell me there's anything this year that looks better than that. No, the the scene with the car and they're going and it spins and you just get all the angles. Oh, so good. Yeah, so if you haven't, definitely check out waves. <laughs> This has been a waves. Yeah, this has been PSA. Go see waves and also the Oscar nominations. <laughs> so now we're going to get into just wrapped up a decade in film, 2010 through 2019. Uh, really, uh, definitely a formative year for my movie watching experience. Oh, Seth, definitely same. <laughs> definitely you can tell did. with my list, it gets a lot better. 2016 after. <laughs> yes, I think, yeah, at about 2014 is when I really started getting into movies, and you can just tell I had, I had a hard time finding. Uh, ones in like 2010, 2011, because mm-hmm. I just wasn't into movies then. Uh, I w- I've only put movies on my list that I've seen, remember, and can talk about. So there's some definitely great movies that didn't make the list, but that's just because I'm not informed enough to have an opinion. <laughs> and for mine, I tried to pick ones that uh, really stood out for me. I left out some some big ones probably that people, oh, yeah. you know, that you'd say, why wouldn't you put that in there? And you'd have like... A stupid movie like Kick-Ass on your list? <laughs> yeah, it's no, exactly. I put just... some comedies on there, and they definitely maybe shouldn't be on there, but... Yeah, and I wanted to pick some movies that I think are underrated, that people hadn't heard of, just to kind of get the word out there. Let's go ahead, let's kind of go back and forth. Uh, what do you got first for 2010? So 2010, I have Inception, The Other Guys, and 127 <laughs> Hours. That's a good list. <laughs> uh, Inception, I think Christopher Nolan... I think my favorite movie of his, yeah, it's, possibly. It's just, it was such a, a mind blow when no, you yeah, watched it. Was a, it was a super trip, especially in 2010 watching it. I definitely wasn't ready for it. But No, <laughs> exactly. Uh, awesome. Uh, the other guys, Will Ferrell, um, Mark Wahlberg, funny movie. 
<laughs> Funny movie. That's all you can say about it. Yeah. And then 127 Hours, the James Franco one. Yeah. I've only seen that once. I don't remember too much about it. I remember him cutting his hand off. Yeah, no, he's stuck there for, you know, like 127 hours, so. <laughs> what a performance, though. It was a movie that I haven't seen anything like that, where it's just one actor stuck in a spot and then yeah. he has to... and James Franco, too, you would expect. No, exactly. Um, for my 2010 list, I've got The Social Network, I'm Still Here, and the aforementioned Kick-Ass. <laughs> kick um, a little anticlimactic, but I think The Social Network is the best movie, I'm going to say. The best movie on your entire the decade? The best movie on my entire decade is also the first one I list, <laughs> just chronologically. I think it's just a fucking masterpiece. Mm. I'm Still Here is a Casey Affleck-directed Joaquin Phoenix movie about... It was the time when he claimed they pulled off the stunt for it where he said he was quitting acting. Oh, gotcha. In the interviews, that was great. Yeah, and <laughs> the interviews that came from that... <laughs> Um, and I think the movie, it was divisive. A lot of people didn't get that it was a joke at the time. They took it seriously, and it just kind of has has been forgotten in time. But I think it's it's really funny. It's so funny. And I think Joaquin, again, he's getting nominated now for Joker. I think if you want to see pre-Joker Joaquin, what's leading up to it, check out I'm Still Here. And Kick-Ass is a kick-ass movie. What can I say? It's like the other guys, it's funny. Kick-Ass, kicks-ass. And for 2010, the superhero movies were just getting started, and it's something not from Marvel or DC. Yeah, it was so. It's like it's so refreshing even to go back and watch it now because it's 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 not different. Marvel. It's yeah. way different than current Mar- uh, superhero movies. Matthew Vaughn's the man. All right, moving on. 2011. 2011. So I only had two that I felt qualified for the list. Uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, excellent movie, and kind oh, of a throwaway. X Men First Class. X Men First Class, I like a lot. I think of the newer X Men movies, it's my favorite. That and that's, that's why I put it on the list because the X Men movies before that were just completely different, and this was a whole mm. fresh take for the decade. So, and the the Apes movies in general, this decade, all really good. The yeah. Third one, thought fell off a little bit, but uh, Rise of Planet again, James Franco, really that, making a mark on your list. Rise of the <laughs> exactly Rise of the Planet of the Apes was the, in my opinion, the best of the trilogy. Oh yeah, I and, agree. Yeah, uh, James Franco's performance. It it that's before it's just all the apes talking to each other and just total chaos. You get yeah. to see the build up to like the world that has been, you know, created before because this is a remake, a revamp of the series. Yeah, and way better than the originals. <laughs> uh, for me, two thousand eleven, I've got Drive, Your Next, and Moneyball. Drive. Uh, it's kind of the cliche now to have the. You know, the film film bro lists, mm-hmm. you have to have drive, have the poster in your room. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful movie. Uh, it still holds up to rewatch it now. It's so cool. The soundtrack, I listen to it. It's awesome. You're next. One of my favorite movies. <laughs> Home Invasion Thriller. Uh, it's it just... If you haven't seen it or you think it's trash, I don't blame you. <laughs> but I think uh, Adam Wingard did some really interesting stuff. And I think it's a really cool movie that I've just seen so many times, and it's awesome. Moneyball, uh, Brad Pitt. Have you seen Moneyball? I have not. I definitely recommend it. Brad Pitt, uh, they're changing the way uh, they saw baseball is when analytics were first getting waved in. I, I actually know a decent amount about this movie without seeing it, and that gives it credit to how good it is. If you can. <laughs> yeah, people still reference it all the time. Yeah. Uh, moving on, 2012. 2012, I have Django Unchained, nice. 21 Jump Street, and Avengers. Those are, yeah, that, 
21 Jump Street, uh, I really like. I didn't actually think of that one. But uh, that's one of my favorite comedies this decade, for sure. Yeah, it was a really good, really good revamp of it. <laughs> they did that a lot this decade. They took Hollywood, just decided, you know, there's good movies out there and we could do better. <laughs> yeah, and Avengers, you know, kicked off really the, the oh. craziness that we went through this decade. And it was the first movie where you saw all of the characters, like, build up for that. You've never seen, mm-hmm. in, that I can think of, there was, like, what, four or five movies leading up to it? Yeah. Yeah, the first first phase. Yeah. And it was, yeah, just... It, the novelty has worn off now, but at the time it was it was awesome. It was the craziest <laughs> thing ever. Every, it, was, it broke record. <laughs> um, what was the first one you said? Um, Django Unchained. Django Unchained. Uh, yeah, great, good decade for Tarantino. I, I have a couple others of his on my list, but uh, Django Unchained, uh, really rewatchable. Yeah. Holds up. Uh, for my 2012... Got Spring Breakers, Killing Them Softly. James Franco, man. Prometheus. James Franco, the king of this list, our list so far (laughs) for the decade. King of the decade in the first three years, at least. Uh, I think Spring Breakers is... That crazy. I'm not going to get too deep about it, but it's it's poetry. (laughs) That movie is very different than most of the movies on this list it's very different and that's yeah and i think for me why it's held up so much is it's one of the first movies like that that i'd seen yeah like that was just i was like this isn't avengers like this, <laughs> yeah, yeah. this isn't that's the, true 2012 you get avengers network yeah i get <laughs> i get the avengers and i see spring breakers fucking mind-blowing uh killing them softly a uh, really underrated movie uh starring brad pitt Brad Pitt's making the list. Brad Pitt <laughs> also. <laughs> he's running it up. I recommend that one. And Prometheus. Have you seen Prometheus? Uh, I believe so. I'm, I'm not too much into the alien movies. Yeah, I I really like them, and I loved Prometheus. I know a lot of people didn't, but I think just visually it's stunning, and I think... Uh, that's fair, that's fair. There's some really cool ideas in it. It's better than Alien Covenant. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, 2013. 2013. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Yep. Uh, World War Z. And I only had two for that year. Yeah, I've also got Wolf of Wall Street for one of mine. That, such a good movie. That <laughs> movie, you can the, still watch The quickest it. three hours. <laughs> Seriously, so good. Like, no disrespect to the Irishman, but that is not a brisk three hours. Really good movie, not a brisk three hours. Wolf of Wall Street flies by. Uh, awesome Just the, movie. I mean, not to glorify it, but that movie glorifies drug use so much, it's crazy. It does, yeah. Uh, World War Z, again, Brad Pitt. Yeah. I, I really liked that movie too. It was it was really different for the time because like that was that was when zombies were all the hype and all the mm-hmm. zombie movies were coming out and that was kind of a fresh take on the it, idea building into the hype. Yeah, it went through so many production problems. Everyone was coming out. Everyone thought it was gonna suck. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, it actually got decent reviews, made decent money. Good for them. <laughs> uh, for my other twenty thirteens, had Wolf of Wall Street and then Inside Lewin Davis and Blue Ruin. Inside Lewin Davis. Such a good movie starring Oscar Isaac as a folk singer trying to make it in the 1960s. Super, super depressing, actually, but in the best way, you know? Yeah. And uh, Blue Ruin, uh, another underrated thriller from Jeremy Saunier, also directed Green Room this decade, uh, which I think he's more known for. That one kind of caught on more, but Blue Ruin, a good just revenge movie. Uh, Recommend it if you haven't seen it. 2014. Okay, 2014, uh, I put the Lego movie down. <laughs> the Lego movie, all right. But you got to think, because 2014, the Lego movie came out, there was, so, like, 
children love that movie, and mm-hmm. then it was one of the ones adults could watch and appreciate. You had multiple generations. Chris Pratt. <laughs> I mean, it was it was. I liked it. Yeah, I didn't like it as much, but I think <laughs> it I was probably just wouldn't in make denial. anyone else's. <laughs> but it was, as far as like important movies of the decade, it definitely uh, deserves to be mentioned. Um, Interstellar. Interstellar, um, a really good movie until the last 30 minutes. Okay. <laughs> but you think that opinion. negates the whole movie? It doesn't negate the whole movie. I still would call it a good movie, just with the asterisk. <laughs> with the asterisk, yeah. But it's a good movie, but if you happen to turn it off with 30 minutes left, you'd be much happier. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey, is this his first mention of the decade so far? It is. And he had a really good... This was the McConaissance this decade. <laughs> he had Mud, Dallas Buyers Club, uh, then this... Uh, yeah, he had a really good decade, and I think he was he was perfect for the role in that movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, for my 2014, got Boyhood, Nightcrawler, and Whiplash. 2014 was a great year. <laughs> Fucking, and again, that's when I really... Because this is why I started getting into the movie, because all these great movies started coming out. <laughs> Boyhood, it took 10 years to make. It's a cliche at this point. Everyone makes fun of it, but it works. It pays off. Uh, I just think it's a... One of the best coming-of-age movie of the decade, and one that I just find relatable, and Richard Linklater is one of my favorite directors. Uh, it's just a masterpiece. Definitely recommend it. Nightcrawler, Jake Gyllenhaal movie. Uh, super intense, super fun. Uh, he he wasn't nominated somehow for that performance, which is crazy, because I think it's, again, one of the best performances of the decade. Super good. And Whiplash. You seen Whiplash? J.K. Simmons, Miles Teller. Definitely recommend it. Miles Teller is a drummer, and J.K. Simmons is his teacher. Mm. And uh, it's a movie about uh, caring about your job too much, I guess is how I'd describe it. Yeah. And taking things too far to the point where shit's going to go bad. Uh, But, yeah, Whiplash, really good movie. 2015. 2015. So, Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight, yep. Ah, that movie is so good. It's it's, so underrated now. No, seriously. Don't talk about it. Well, okay. It's because it takes forever to get going. Like, literally the first half of the movie is so slow that you could sit there and, like, fall asleep. But yeah, if you pay attention, it it's so worth it. That second half pays off everything that the first half built up. Um, second, Mad Max Fury Road. We have the same two so far for 2015. I, they're excellent movies. Mad Max was... Mad Max is... I I remember watching the Oscars and I was like Mad Max Mad I hadn't seen it I was like what even is like everyone's talking about this watching I was like okay it makes sense <laughs> mind blowing theater experience when I saw it uh, I didn't so you watched it in theaters yeah I didn't know what it was going in my dad took me to see it I was like all right fine I'll see this Mad Max thing yeah I'm sure it would have been way better in theaters <laughs> it's fucking crazy because yeah just watching it on a TV you're like oh my god yeah there's some there's some just some of the shots in that movie the action scenes you're just like. What am I? How am I watching this right now? <laughs> yeah, and wasn't most of them practical effects? Yeah, they use yeah. pretty much all practical effects. It's Which the is, behind the scenes stuff is insane to watch. And the colors of that movie, it's so like vibrant. It's so different because most movies use like a gray. You know, mm. it's all like desert. <laughs> yeah, and there's a black and white cut that actually still works. Really? On the Blu-ray? Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, did you have any others for 2015? Um, Martian. The Martian. I really, I did really like that movie. Ridley Scott, Matt Damon. Uh, that was a really fun uh, space movie. Yeah, there's a lot of space movies that came out this decade. Yeah. And I think The Martian might be the only one that made it on my list. 
yeah, no, that one was really fun. Uh, my last one for 2015 had Mad Max and Hateful Eight was Anomalisa, uh, Charlie Kaufman's puppet movie. <laughs> Stop motion animation, I just say they're not puppets. It's disrespectful. But uh, really, <laughs> surprisingly, really a sincere, thoughtful, thought-provoking, deep psychological dive into this man or this stop-motion animation <laughs> character, whatever you want to say, but just Anomalisa, a crazy movie. Definitely check it out. And moving on to 2016. So for 2016, um, I had Allied. Have you seen Allied? I haven't seen Allied. Allied is so good. Yeah, Brad Pitt again. <laughs> Allied, I remember I watched it, and I literally didn't know anything about the movie. I hadn't seen a single trailer, and I came out and was Oh, you have to watch Allied. You have to watch Allied. Nobody watched it, so... Yeah, I don't think anybody did watch it. Definitely check it out. It's really good. Um, I have Deadpool on the list. Deadpool. Just for the credit of the fact that it switched up again on the superhero yeah, genre. Major that, change. That was getting stale. I mean, rated R... and I don't know that there's still there's any movies quite like it. A rated R superhero movie that just plays so loose like that. Yeah. Um, and then War Dogs. War Dogs. Dude, Such a thank you. I, I forgot about War Dogs. Thank you for putting it on your list. Fucking War Dogs is awesome. Todd Phillips should have been nominated for this movie instead of Joker. <laughs> I, I love War Dogs. War Dogs was so good. Absolutely love it. You can call it a Scorsese rip, but you know what? So is Joker, and that got 11 nominations, <laughs> so fuck off. Uh, for 2016, I had The Nice Guys. Have you seen that? Yeah. I, one of my favorite movies now. Just absolutely love it. Moonlight. Barry Jenkins, uh, won Best Picture that year, deservedly so. It's an incredible movie. And The Witch. <laughs> the Witch. I had to throw in The Witch. Over uh, War Dogs. <laughs> over War Dogs. I, I would put in War Dogs if I remembered it. But The Witch is a better movie, I guess, technically. Uh, but Robert Eggers, uh, director of The Lighthouse from this year. Uh, if you haven't seen The Witch, highly recommended. One of the better horror movies of the decade. 2017. So for 2017, I have Baby Driver, mm-hmm. um, Mother, yes, and then I, Tanya. <laughs> I think you have the, what my next three would be <laughs> if I didn't have it, because uh, Mother. Mother. That <laughs> Mother, movie was dude. crazy. Mother I literally, you'll be, I remember sitting, it was the first time watching it, and the theater was somewhat, I mean, it, it wasn't filled because it was Mother, but yeah. there was people there. <laughs> and when it gets to that last scene where everything just, shit hits the fan, people were leaving. Like, they could yeah. not handle how insane that movie was. God, in that scene with the baby and the fucking, <laughs> you hear the, oh. Yeah, it's, it was, it's a fever dream of a movie. Oh, seriously, uh, I could not imagine doing, like, psychedelics and watching that. You oh might die. Oh, my God, yeah. I can't recommend that. <laughs> no, no. But can recommend Mother, uh, a divisive movie, but one that I really liked. Yeah. Uh, Baby Driver. Baby Driver was so good. I saw that so movie five good. times in the theaters. So it came oh, out. my gosh. The, just the way that they use music in that movie and, like, just all of the driving scenes. Yeah. yeah oh, just everything about that movie. It's, yeah, it just plays like a, uh, It's yeah, it's really good. Uh, and then was I Tanya. I Tanya. I Tanya was a really good movie. I Tanya was really good. With Margot Robbie. Uh, I think again. I think that one kind of got overlooked at the time, but gosh. I think it's one of her better films. Yeah, I think because she, yeah, she really went for it in that role. They, uh, she, what I believe she was I Tanya, and she looks like Margot Robbie. So <laughs> yeah. that's credit to her for pulling that off. Tanya Harding, yeah. <laughs> uh, twenty seventeen for my list. I've got Good Time. 
which is the Seth, they directed Uncut Gems this year. It's the first movie I saw from them. A Ghost Story and Song to Song. Good time. Fucking rules. Can't recommend it enough. Uh, Robert Pattinson, so good in it. I think, I, I loved Uncut Gems. I think Good Time's a little bit better. Wow. A Ghost Story. Uh, <laughs> a movie that contains a seven-minute, seven-minute one-take of Rooney Mara eating a pie on the floor. I loved it. <laughs> Beautiful movie. Uh, David Lowry directed it, uh, recommended. And Song to Song uh, from Terrence Malick. I wanted to put... Uh, he directed Tree of Life in 2011, which I've only seen once. It's uh, it's really good, but I can't say I know enough about it. Didn't understand it enough at a time. Put it on, but I wanted to put Song to Song on because it's a movie I, for some reason, just really connected with. I've seen it three or four times. Not a lot of people talk about it. It's got a great cast, though. Uh, Fast Bender... Ryan Gosling, Rooney Mara, Jeez. Natalie Portman. Yeah, wow. <laughs> it's a, it's quite a cast. <laughs> uh, and now moving on to 2018, two years left. 2018. So, Star is Born. Star is Born, great. That movie blew me away. I was not expecting to even like it. I was really <laughs> hesitant to watch it, honestly. I was like, nah, okay, Lady Gaga. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. No, that movie is worth watching. Super good. So good. Um, next, Isle of Dogs. Isle of Dogs. Isle of Dogs, I love that movie. Underrated. Yeah. Uh, I remember first time watching it, did a double feature. <laughs> Watched Isle of Dogs, and then afterwards, what was it? We Rampage. Rampage. What so, a night and day. <laughs> night and day right there. Really so I don't know. Isle of Dogs. You got to give credit to Isle of Dogs where it's due. When you're comparing mm-hmm. it to Rampage, it's... <laughs> and direct Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson. Director of my favorite movie, Bottle Rocket. Shout out. And not only that, but just the cast of Isle of Dogs was just... Yeah, all the voices Unbelievable for what it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Um, last on, the, for 2018, Bad Times at the El Royale. Bad Times at the El Royale, yeah. Another uh, one that got overlooked, but kind of a Tarantino light. That's what I was thinking, yeah. Pulp it, Fiction light. It really, it does. It feels like it was Quentin Tarantino, but not quite as gory. Yeah, he's not and, Tarantino. Yeah, exactly. But still, uh, I thought really good, really engaging. Yeah. I haven't seen it since the first time, but one I do want to revisit. Oh, I got them. <laughs> Let's pop it in. Uh, for my 2018 list, mid-90s. Oh, yeah. You were never really here in First Reformed. <laughs> mid-90s, I loved so much. Uh, not a lot of, not enough people saw it and appreciated it. Jonah Hill, uh, excellent movie. You were never really here. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix again. Uh, I think, again, I think he should win for this. Should have won for this over Joker. But a really good, intense movie. Lynn manuel uh, Lynn Ramsey directed it. almost called her Lynn manuel Miranda. It's <laughs> not even fucking close. Sorry to disrespect you, Lynn Ramsey. Uh, but super good movie, recommended. And First Reformed, Paul Schrader, Ethan Hawke. I really like movies. Almost, I was going to mention Silence for 2016, Martin Scorsese's movie. I really like movies that uh, explore religion and kind of... Uh, from both angles I had silence on my list and I crossed it out (laughs) and replaced it with Alex (laughs) oof you know (laughs) but yeah silence and uh, also first reformed I like movies that do that uh, that take a different uh, look at religion and like what it does to people and how uh, things can change first reformed fits that really good movie and finally we come to this past year 2019 2019 so my favorite movie Once Upon a Time in Hollywood agreed so, Hands down. It's so good. Hands down. If you haven't seen it, what are you doing? What are you fucking doing, man? <laughs> Why are you listening? 
Um, next waves. I mean, that's my number two. Yeah, you can't. fucking. We talked about it the Oscar segment, but go see waves. It's fucking awesome. So I put Jojo Rabbit as the third one. Now that was loose because there's a lot of good movies, but it's just it stuck with me a little bit more. Yeah, I like Jojo Rabbit a lot. Now that it's getting like backlash, I like it more. <laughs> yeah, almost. I was unaware of the backlash, so. Yeah, I think Tiger did a great job. Uh, for my. Uh, last I had Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Waves and then Parasite was my third uh, Parasite so so good Bong Joon-ho it's I think the best I'd give him best director honestly cause just from a director I walked out of the movie and I was like that's how you fucking make a movie like, that, that was a damn good movie he just takes you on a ride it's social commentary and then the ending how it pays off you're just left with a it's a similar rush to uh, yeah once the way Once Upon a Time in Hollywood leaves you off, or Hateful Eight, where it's just a build-up, and then you're yeah. just like, damn. <laughs> uh, and also wanted to shout out The Beach Bum, you know, it's the Film Bums podcast, loosely related. Uh, didn't make the list, but... <laughs> didn't make the list. It made it would make my top ten list of this year, just oh, yeah. because I had such a great time, seen it multiple times. Shout out McConaughey, the McConaissance made a... He came back right at the end for one last ride. Uh, so yeah, that you're missing much... Serenity for your. <laughs> <laughs> you're right, McConaughey's best film, Serenity. Uh, yeah, that was somewhere on my top 100, I think. Top 200. <laughs> your top 100. Wow, <laughs> the disrespect that Serenity uh, is yeah, getting. I do recommend Serenity. <laughs> I do recommend doing psychedelics and watching Serenity, <laughs> as opposed to uh, the other one. That pretty much does it. Uh, wrapping up this decade in film, those are picks for our uh, favorite movies. Uh, what would you say, I didn't really prep for this, but what do you think is the best decade? If you the best decade from, of film? Or the, no, the best, for this, this oh, decade, the, decade. the best year. Gotcha. Best wow. year of the decade. Um, it's got a, again, I have a preference towards the last five years. Mm-hmm. It's got to be, I'm going to say 2017. 2017 is a really I watched, good year. I watched pretty much every single movie that came out yeah, that year. and just because... Uh, yeah, I had my three, then the three you listed could have easily been on mine as well. So I think it just shows you it was a really deep year. I picked some weird ones for <laughs> yeah. that year, but oh, there was some... <laughs> three Billboards also came oh, out Oh, Three year. Billboards, I totally... That, that was such a good movie. I, I really love Three Billboards. Because my top three are fucking bangers, after bangers. Boyhood Nightcrawler, Whiplash. Um, you know, the Lego movie. <laughs> the Lego movie. Just padding the stats. Um, also think... Uh, Recency bias is why I won't say it, but 2019, I think, has a chance to be remembered as one of the better years we got this decade. That's true. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, The Irishman was really good. Uh, Waves for Us will be one of the <laughs> remembered. Uh, Parasite, I think there's just a lot of good, really deep this year. I think that's why a lot of people are upset with the Best Picture nominations, because there were so many movies. There were so many movies so this many year movies that were... that could have been nominated. You could have had 15 and... People wouldn't have minded, I don't think. And that's it for episode one of the Film Bums podcast. What a great time it was, right? Thank you so much again for listening, especially if you've listened all the way to this point. That's crazy. I'm going to try to make this a weekly podcast and uh, got a lot of ideas cooking up, a lot of cool things to share with you guys. So thanks so much for listening and see you next time.